the base runner behind him, if the coach waves him home yeah. to like let him know slide or whatever, because yeah. obviously the coach is not there. So uh, the guy behind me tries to stretch it from first to get home, and he's running. So I'm watching him, and I'm yelling down, down, down. Well, the ball comes in from the outfield. It short hops the catcher, and I get hit right here. Both of these teeth right here were yeah. in my hand. And I, I had to go to the emergency room for them to uh, – the orthopedic surgeon's like, well, the roots are pretty much intact. Um, yeah, uh, I, th- I think I got this. I think I open your mouth. He's looking. He's That's looking, what I want my doctor then, to say. I think he just I went, got this. And he just shoved them both back in. <gasps> if your teeth turn gray, then it didn't work. Oh, my God. <laughs> So we had to watch Quinny for like a week. American Healthcare. (laughs) You're listening to the Epically Geeky Show, a place for all things geeky. Welcome to the Epically Geeky Show, episode number 138. I'm your host for the evening, Eugene Stevens. Tonight's opening question is, what viewpoint were you completely against that you've had a change of heart on? Um, uh, we're gonna go with Chris. Chris, <laughs> is there something um that you just absolutely were against, and maybe you tried or something changed, and you were just like, no, I, 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 I see, I see the light, I, I see the other side of this. <laughs> I just made a suggestion. <laughs> You're on fire tonight. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> He said marriage. (laughs) (laughs) She signed a contract when she was 16 to say she'd never get married. I wrote out a piece of paper saying (laughs) I, Kristen Amanda, will never get married. (laughs) And I signed it and everything and dated. I was 16. And then. And a year later. (laughs) And then seven years later, I got married. (laughs) Nice. So, yeah, and it stuck. <laughs> that counts. 16 years later. Uh, so that's not her answer, That's though. not what I had written down. <laughs> I should have been be, mustard. Though. I was going lighthearted, and then he whispers. Oh, okay. <laughs> so mustard? Kids, oh, Logan jumped in. She just said kids. Yeah, I wasn't sure on kids either until I had them. Here, <laughs> so you both are brats. Well, you just get thrown under the bus tonight. Uh, yeah. I didn't want the life I had, and apparently now, you know, I've got it. Uh, so let's just lighten this up a little bit. Yeah. And get the heat off me. Um, so uh, I have three. Two are food-related. So ketchup and mustard, I thought that was disgusting. I thought you had to, like, separate ketchup is for certain things, mustards for other things. I like both, but not separate. And then this not year, I had a burger with ketchup and mustard on it, and it was spectacular, and I can never go back. Gotcha. Salt and chocolate. That sounded gross to me. And then I had salted caramel. So it was dark chocolate with salted, with like literal. Uh, and we did an episode on that. Like that, honestly, that was the first episode Jennifer ever joined us on. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Also salt in chocolate milk. Very good. And I thought that was disgusting until I tried it. And then uh, up until I was 27, 28, I thought reading was stupid. <laughs> I thought it was ridiculous. I thought it was a time waster. And then I read Eat, Pray, Love. It changed my life. <laughs> that is fantastic. Probably after that, I read Twilight. So, you know, that's where oh. <laughs> So thanks a lot. I love you, by the way. I, I, if I haven't said that recently, I love you. I love you, 
That's fantastic. Uh, Ray, Ray, what have you seen the light on? Well, Me? mine's not as deep on uh, as Eat, Great Love and uh, Twilight, but um, I guess my first one will be Vegetables. Uh, hated them as a child. It's still God. like... But now, with enough butter and salt, I'm good. <laughs> it's frustrating. It's very limited, too. Oh, no. Come on. I Whatever vegetables you throw in front of me, I pretty much eat now. Yes, so, but never enthusiastically. Like, no. oh, cauliflower! But it's I like, eat them. <laughs> how much sauce can I put on this? Gotcha. <laughs> uh, and then the other one that uh, that's more of a... Uh, one that I, I looked at really grossly was uh, cheese and apples. Uh, I like a cheddar, a really rich cheddar. Mm-hmm. Old, old, old ass, cheddar. ass sharp cheddar. Nice, yeah. With a piece of apple, and it's so delicious. Gross. It's disgusting. Cause I need it, to try that. Oh, it's so good. And then, uh, and then if you do it with like apple pie, that's really good too. His dad does that. Yeah. You're turning into your father. It's okay. Oh, no, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> He'll never uh, but yeah, uh, just having an apple and piece of cheese is nice. Make sure it's a really nice sharp cheddar though. Mm. Gotcha. Yeah, because you don't want a mild cheddar for something like that. You you want it, you want to be able to taste it. Because I have a feeling. Now, are we talking about like a, a sweeter apple? Or are we talking more more like a, a Granny Smith? Actually, the tarter the better. Oh, okay. If, if it's tart uh, with a with a piece of sharp cheddar, then it's nice. Really? You're like okay. Ramsey now. Yeah. Oh. I know. Hmm. But but uh, it can go with a sweet apple too. It doesn't really matter. It's just. Okay. What about you, Joseph? Uh, what 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 have you uh, gone to the other side of the fence for? Uh, I have two. Uh, one is food related. Uh, so when I was a little kid, uh, I would eat broccoli, but it usually had to be smothered in like cheese or. Mm-hmm. You know, Fair butter enough. salt that kind of thing right <laughs> uh but now i really enjoy just plain raw straight off the stock broccoli i'll uh grab that as a snack by the little florets and just kind of munch in them and that's uh, <laughs> it's something that i do to enjoy uh, then uh i have one that i've kind of gone the opposite way like that mm-hmm. I, I loved when i was growing up and now i despise uh as an adult uh I used to really be into first-person shooters when I first started playing video games, mm-hmm. and then now, no, RPGs, fantasy style, you know, JRPGs, uh, and Madden. Madden, those are like the things I'll, I'll stick with. Those so are dizzy. I can get dizzy from a first-person shooter. Yeah, uh, I, I really, they're they're boring too, right? Like it's it's the same thing, just rehashed over and over, but. That's just my personal opinion. So. I, I I also kind of have this thing about I understand that there is some skill involved in uh, playing the game. I won't take that away from anyone, but I will also say, okay, cool, you're good at sh- playing with 30 other people on a map, and you can do that. Try playing Dark Souls on hardcore and survive the first boss fight. Then we will talk. I can't do it. Or <laughs> play the uh, uh, the Battletoads uh, video Battle game. Sing. Yeah. So yeah. they got it. Oh, uh-huh. yeah. Good. Good luck. Yeah, that's <laughs> ridiculous. Um, I, I've got several. I probably could bring up the 
Um, I'm kind of right there with you with the first person shooters. Like there was a, a period of time, like that's Saturdays was for playing call of duty with like Cy and, and, you know, a couple other friends. And now I'm just like, I mean, they don't make me sick or anything, but I'm just like, man, I've, I've, I've run gun and, and killed enough things that I'm, I'm good now. Like there's, there's other things I'd, I'd rather do. Um, I was going to say, and this didn't happen until I lost a bunch of the weight. Um, like spicy stuff. Like I, you know, I, I had a partner at work that, um, he used to, he, he, he would sit, I don't know, maybe six to 10 feet away from me. It wasn't that far. His desk was pretty close to mine. And, um, he would go get fried chicken and he would put so much hot sauce on it that it burned my eyes. (laughs) And I'm just like, Maurice, man, how can you eat that hot stuff? I just I, I I couldn't do it and I just didn't understand. Um, now that my tolerance for it has gone up, um, like I don't I don't like it to burn as bad. I like that I like that spicier flavor though. Uh, case in point, uh, earlier this week my brother brought in um, some uh, Carolina Reaper uh, potato chips. And, uh, or no, not potato chips, but they were, they were, um, like Cheetos. Mm-hmm. And so they were covered in that. And, um, they had some bite to them. Let me tell you, like it, it was, it was one thing to eat one, but then you eat a couple of them and you're like, okay, now the fire's building. Um, it was not as hot as I thought they were going to be, but they had a good taste. Like I was like, man, I could see sitting down and eating a lot of these, drinking a crap ton of water with it, but eating a lot of these cause they were pretty good. Um, so, yeah, it's one of those things that, like, I was just like, you know, I, I, I never understood why people would eat such hot stuff. And, you know, it's, it's not delicious. like I, you know, <laughs> and like I said, you know, it, it got to a point in my life. Where I was just like, no, OK, I got you. I, I understand. I'm not going to necessarily follow you down that path, but uh, I'll, I'll meander a little bit and, <laughs> and try a few things. So, um, so tonight's tonight's topic kind of goes along with that. And uh, it, it's something that Ray threw out there. Um, uh, as you, as you are listening to this, here's, what's funny is we try to make these shows, uh, as compared to our previous, um, podcast, we try to make these as evergreen as possible. I know we will reference things that are going on currently in the world. Uh, but for the most part, you can go back and listen to most of our older episodes and, and still get enjoyment out of it. And that's something we kind of shoot for. Um, as we are recording this, there's a lot of crap going on in the world. Uh, COVID is still happening. In fact, it's getting really bad in the U.S. again. Um, but we just had a change in our uh, electorate and <coughs> Ray threw out the idea of, you know, um, we, we should discuss things like trying to bridge the gap, trying to bring people together that normally are on the up, opposite side of the fence. So that's what we're going to talk about tonight. Uh, we're going to bring up... Um, groups of people, whether it be uh, real or fictional, and discuss how they can maybe find common ground and, and come together on this, on, on something. So um, I'm going to go ahead and start. The first one I'm going to throw out there is uh, one of the ideas I had was, and that is um, Star Wars and Star Trek fans. Mm. Now, um, I find myself, I actually enjoy both. Mm-hmm. Um, I particularly, now let me define this. Um I do read a lot of the Star Wars. I'm definitely more of a Star Wars person. I read, you know, I've read a lot of the books. I've seen all the movies. I enjoy the TV shows and so on. So, um, Star Trek, I enjoy every other movie of the original series. 
I enjoyed TNG was probably the last time I was really into it. Uh, but I haven't really gotten to a lot of the other series, uh, even though I've heard there, there are definitely some really good ones out there. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I do find myself and not, not with any venom, but when people will ask me something or another or, or claim that I'm a Trekkie, you know, I'm like kind of quick to say, no, I'm more of a star Wars person. And for me, it's not so much that, Oh no, I would, why, I would never be a, a tra- why would you ever consider me a- it's not like that it's more so of I don't want you to go down the road of of like naming off a bunch of Star Trek stuff and me going I have no idea what you're talking about <laughs> so, uh, just trying to get that out there but um, so any thoughts on on how what, what's some common ground we could we could get these two groups of people together on um, my first thought was Whereas, like, when we had just the original trilogy of Star Wars, it was like, well, at least all of our movies are good. Uh, <laughs> Star Trek necessarily hasn't been able to say that. Um, <laughs> depending on who you talk to, though, Star Tre- or Star Wars is definitely in that camp. Like, it's some of the movies are definitely not as good as the other ones. And, you know, that would be something you could say, yeah, I liked this, this, and this one. Not so much these other ones, and that's some common ground you could find. Mm-hmm. So I also think it depends on how, like, what you were introduced first when you were growing up. So I was introduced first to TNG. So mm-hmm. I, I guess, probably for nostalgia reasons, go back to Star Trek more than I. I watched the first, the four, five, and six when I was like seventeen, and a friend forced it down my throat she's like you have to watch these so I watched them on VHS and I was like wow okay I didn't get it um I was like okay great it's a garbage can on wheels so I I think there are two but now as an adult I can appreciate both like both have such huge worlds like the massive amount of world building on both ends is just enormous and there's a lot to appreciate on both the creativity, the genesis of it all. There's lots of um, fan fiction about it all, conventions for each. Um, they're both a massive draw. People feel very strongly about both. But I do think it kind of stems from what you were introduced to first when, like, during your formative years. So I'm more of a Trekkie, which I'm fine to say. And, but don't speak long to me because I won't understand. <laughs> See, we're, <clears throat> I'm, I'm, I like to be split down the middle on this one. I really enjoy both uh, for what they are. What I'll say the common ground is for me on them is they're a, they're a look to the future and making sure that it's still bright in the way of there's hope. There's, mm-hmm. there's something to strive for. There's something <clears throat> that, uh, that the good is fighting for, right? Where, uh, so for Star Trek, it's making sure that there's, um, there's equality for everybody. There's you know, that type of thing. And Star Wars, they're they're fighting for survival. They're survive. They're fighting uh, a regime that wasn't. Well, they're fighting for that equality. For that, that yeah, they're fighting yeah. for that equality. Where Star Trek shows you how that equality could work, right? So I think that's kind of the common ground is that they're they're both fighting for something like that. Okay. Joseph, anything else you want to throw in there? So my brain went in a completely different direction. <laughs> and, and I was sitting here thinking, I was like, well, why can't the Deep Space Nine crew and their exploratory missions just come across like Yavin or Hoth or and <laughs> the universe is a big place. Yeah. It, it is a big place. You know, and it doesn't necessarily mean that nowhere in any of the lore that I'm aware of on either side says that 
the their two universes aren't the same. Mm-hmm. Uh, One like says a long time ago, well, far, far away, right? So mm-hmm. yeah, yep. That's how my that's that, that was as far as my brain went. I was like, <laughs> they're not technically they don't have to be separate. It's got to take. One crew just has to stumble upon the other. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It works Definitely. for me. Crossover episode. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, I would love to hear Captain Kirk try to explain the Force to someone. Oh, yeah. that that See, that's the, that was the main thing I was thinking is the, <laughs> the whole Force is going to be interesting to try to figure out. <laughs> Especially trying to explain that to a... Um, uh, trying to explain that to a... Uh, to, like, Spock. That would... I don't know how well it's going to work. Well, that, that's I a mean, lot. <laughs> If you think about it, when when the uh, oh my god, what do they call it? Uh, sorry, uh, Dragon Ball Z is coming out of me, and I'm, I want to call Spock a Namekian. He's not from Namek. He he's is a, a Vulcan. Vulcan. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, his mind meld thing could technically <laughs> be a force power. That yes. is, yeah, that's that's, that's very true. true. Yep. Maybe he's just partial Jedi and not even knowing it. <laughs> ah. Crossover. <laughs> There's the plot. All right, well, who who would like to throw something else out? I'll go. All right, what you got for us? Uh, ooh, here we go. I'll pick this one. Uh, Doctor Who and the Master. Oh, okay. So here was my three things because I tried picking things uh, like I went all with characters okay. um, that weren't so far apart that it would be to- like they would never agree on anything no matter what. You did. They were just too far apart. So like, like Umbridge and Harry Potter. Yeah, or like like gonna... Lord Voldemort and Harry Potter. There's no way that there's common ground. There's they're too. He's evil. <laughs> Harry Potter's not. Anyways, the redeeming qualities of both. So for me, the Doctor Who was. Um, they're both from. They're both Time Lords. They've both been lost from Gallifrey. They're both trying to look for it. Except one wants to watch the world burn, the whole universe burn, and the other ones. Um, trying to save it essentially, but they both miss. There's a lot of trauma there from being excommunicated and and Galfrey being lost, and so they're both handling it very differently. Where the master's just gone off the deep end and he's super well, destructive. But if they came together and just combined their resources to try to find Galfrey and do that, I think they could come together because they're both incredibly smart. It's just the yeah. Uh, the interesting thing with uh, the master is that, um, the, like, he and she later on wanted to get the Time Lords to see what they were truly, uh, what they were, mm-hmm. uh, and how they weren't as good as they thought they were. And Doctor Who kind of did that to them. So, yeah, that's that, mm-hmm. that's a good one. I'm trying, I'm trying to think. To... Definitely having that communication, that conversation about the uh, about what they could be, what they should be. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, if you could just find some common ground on that, maybe. Mm-hmm. I uh, think because you're right, they they're they're almost like because I have another example I could point out, but uh, they're um, they they are almost. Almost, not quite wanting the same thing, but definitely different sides of the coin. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, like honestly, there's just a few small differences in in between them. Yeah. So. So they're not so far apart where they couldn't see the other por- person's point of view. Yeah. Right. What, yeah. Like they each like, do- the doctor can see where the master's 
let the anger and everything take him over because that's what the doctor's well, fighting against all and, the time. And that's what the doctor had feared so yeah. for so long that he would be mm-hmm. angry and would like he saw that anger. That's why he That's why he always likes having a companion with him. Yeah. Yeah. I think if they Good. took the time to sit down and write down their goals. Yep. Uh, <laughs> Not nice. Nice. With the mediator sat down <laughs> yeah. for some couples therapy, they could come to some sort of compromise. I believe it. I love this idea of sitting down and writing out their goals and be like, uh-huh. me too. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and like hugging it out. Yeah. <laughs> Except it has to be tenant and the master, like the uh, male master, it has to be oh. him and not Missy. See, but Missy's so good. That's because you think Michelle Gomez is hot. She's gorgeous. <laughs> so I, I've always had this kind of like weird theory. I I have not seen any of the recent Doctor Who uh, uh, seasons, but I've had this weird theory that the master is the Doctor. Mm-hmm. Like the He's per, he lived long enough, it changed uh, enough that eventually he becomes the ma- the master and the master. Just like that whole reveal of about like the face of Boa. Oh, the face of I Boa, like yeah. The, the face of Boa, Captain yeah. Jack, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that was good. I enjoyed that one. I know Captain a lot of Jack. people didn't, but I, I like that one. I did too. I enjoyed that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ray, what you got for us? All right, I'm gonna start with my first one that uh, I remember as a kid. Uh, so I stuck with a lot of cartoon-based animated stuff. So uh, the first one that I ever remember watching as a kid was in Reboot. Uh, it was in season one. It was episode 11. Um, it was Enzo's birthday. And they were all worried because Megabyte shows up. And, like, they're worried about him coming to destroy them all. And mm-hmm. there's going to be this huge, big battle and stuff. And he pulls out a guitar and he starts playing just and, like shredding. and just shredding. And he's, and I remember like being mind, my mind's just like losing it as, uh, as I'm watching this because Bob grabs glitch, creates a guitar and he jumps up on stage and now they're battling each other with music and they're having a good time. And at the end of it, Megabyte hands his guitar over to Enzo and is like, I've always wanted to do that. And then walks off, and it's nothing but fun. It's no, there was no conflict. It was just them having a good time, making Such some music. A good show. And it was it was probably my favorite yeah. episode, especially when Enzo was younger. Yeah. That's got to be one of my favorite episodes. Uh, and seeing the antagonist and the protagonist up on stage together, mm-hmm. doing nothing but having a good time. I'm like, why can't it be like that all the time? Like that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, that that was the first one I re- really remember hitting me, and I, I enjoyed it. So music is the the common ground yes. in that one. Nice, yeah. I um I remember watching the show. It was it was kind of spotty here because they it was one of those shows that like they kind of would throw in down here, and it wasn't um it's almost like maybe something else fell through, and they're like, oh, let's this is good, let's put this on instead. So it was never it was kind of always hard to find down here. Uh, so there's a three minute. Two minute clip that I'm gonna send you on on the back channel. Okay. And it uh, it is that scene of them just playing and, and I really enjoy it. Yeah. Nice. Even even um, Megabyte's uh, uh, minions like he's got those two idiots. They're in the back playing drums. And I mean, nice. It's just yeah, everybody's having they're having a good time. So. Such a good show. Yeah. So good. It was a good show. Yeah, it was a very good yeah. show. 
Uh, as he's taking a drink, Joseph. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, I kind of went all over the place. I had some cartoon ones. I had some some movie ones. Then I had a real life one. I'm gonna start with the real life one because I can uh, talk about the difference and solve the problem at the same time. Okay. Uh, so it is Dallas Cowboys fans and other fans from the NFC East because we all hate each other. However, when we're playing against each other, when one of them, so when the Eagles are playing the Giants, we want them both to lose. When the Eagles are playing the Redskins, we want them both to lose. When they're playing us, we want them to lose. But at the end of the day, you take all four teams, the Cowboys, the Giants, and the Redskins, all hate the Eagles the most. So that is our common yeah. ground. There you go. You got a common enemy. Yeah, we have a common enemy. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was funny because uh, going back to the election, uh, Elena and I were watching CNN, and I forget which one of the uh, uh, commentators, newscasters, whatever, uh, he gets his mask out. And he puts it's an it's a Philadelphia Eagle mask, and I was like, "Boo! Fuck that guy!" <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't want his vote on my side. <laughs> oh Lord! I um, almost went the and that is a uh, that is a common thing that you could go with is um, well at least we're not you know I don't really care for you I you know we have different opinions on stuff. But at least we're not this guy. Yeah. And I was like, in the in the in the realm of Star Trek versus Star Wars, I was like, would it be like, well, at least we're not like Babylon Five fans because yeah. fuck <laughs> those people. Well, you, you know, um, along that same line, uh, back in was it 2007? I think it was when the New England Patriots went undefeated and faced the Giants in the Super Bowl. We everybody hates the Giants in the NFC East, like we all do. But for those three hours. We wanted them to beat the Patriots, and we were all Giants fans. Because it, it was like, just bring them down, you know? So that's where you can find some – but it's weird, like, this whole, like, tribal attitude that we take towards sports teams, you know? So that that happens in Canada. It's hilarious because in the NHL, right, we've got a, quite a few teams. There's, like, six teams up here uh, for the NHL. And whenever it's the playoffs – if there's a Canadian team left, they well, always they always yeah. say they always say that it's Canada's team. Yeah. And then there's a bunch of us that are like, no, no. it's not, because if it's Montreal Canadians, I'm it's not na- cheering for them. <laughs> yeah. Anybody else but them? <laughs> I'll cheer for Boston before I cheer for Montreal. So it's <laughs> nice sports. Sports bring out weird. Oh, it's so weird. It, it does, but you know what? That can become the common ground, and that can become uh, that itself is, is something that it's a beautiful thing. It can be. Yeah. But it, it's funny though. Like you can meet someone that you've never met before in your life, find out they're a fan of the sport, yeah, and be cool. And as long as they're not a fan of one of your rivals, they're still yeah. cool. Yes. Yeah. But you know what? Even even if. They're fit, like if it's a brand new person you've never met them before and they're a fan of whatever because they're from that city, yeah. Then you can still you can jab each other without it being like harmful. It's still fun. It's still mm-hmm. so yeah. <laughs> the uh, I I will say that uh, on the Eagles thing, most Eagles fans 
I don't, I definitely do not get along with whatsoever. But I don't have any anything wrong with people from Philadelphia. I guess. <laughs> you know? See, see, so there could be something there. Yeah, yeah. See, but my my hatred towards them is grounded in something that is much more than just the the, the football team. It was them almost ruining sports for me when I was a little kid. Oh, that might do it. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and jump in here with my next one. I I had this was kind of one of my extra ones, but I'm gonna hand throw it out there anyway, just because uh, kind of talking about characters being on the opposite side of the coin. Um, and it, honestly, the best example of this is the newest version of the Transformers War for Cybertron series that's on Netflix. Um, there are there's a a, a specific episode where um, Ultra Magnus goes to um, um, Megatron and is basically like, "We've got to end the war. I, you know, I, I, I don't think the Autobots can win, but we have to end the war because everyone's going to end up dying in it." And they specifically, like, he has a confrontation with Optimus Prime. He's like, you know, Prime's like, you know, Megatron wants nothing but to, con- you know, to rule the planet, and he's like, "Prime, you are just as bad." Mm. as as Megatron is. The only difference is is he thinks he should rule and you're, you know, come hell or high water that we're going to have a republic and you are the same side of the... You are on opposite sides of the coin uh, in that you have these strong beliefs that, you know, popular role versus, you know, uh, an author... You know, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, role. But you're both willing to destroy the entire planet to get it. Mm-hmm. And it's like... And that was, and I was just like, man, I really like this take on, yeah. on this idea. Um, granted, Optimus Prime is still one of my favorite characters of all time. Um, yeah. But it's just like, you know, and he keeps trying to tell him he's like, he's like, yes, and, and he has, he goes through these, these moments in the in the show where he's just like, you know, am I doing the right thing? Am I, am I leading us down to a a, a path that is just going to be the destruction of everybody? And of course, you know, most of them are like, yes, maybe, but it's 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 worth fighting for. And um, some of the Decepticons are just like uh, th- there's a point where th- in the story they're just like, well, uh, I think we figured out a way that we can just convert everyone and everyone become a Decepticon. And like Starscream's just like, fuck that. Like, I don't want any stinking Autobots to become us like we're better than they are in. Yeah, this would end the war, but fuck Megatron. I don't, I don't agree with this. Like it's, mm-hmm. it is us or nothing. And you see, you know, you see some of these real world things kind of coming into it. And of course, I love when they do that in a cartoon and stuff. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's like it, it, when they have conversations, it's not just oh look, there's Megatron, there's Optimus Prime, immediately fire. They have conversations. And it's like you're still on this. You're still willing to destroy the entire planet for what you believe. Yeah. What about you? You same? Okay, cool. Now let's fight. Um, but yeah, it, it, it's one of those things. And, you know, we kind of brought it up because of politics that's going on. It's like, you know, you would like to see common ground where it's like, listen, can we just, can we both decide that, yes, the planet needs a, a we need some kind of government. We need to be there for the people. Maybe we can figure something out. Does it absolutely have to be one way or the other? Maybe you could run Megatron. Like, 
<laughs> you know, if everyone likes you, you could run and you could get in there and then whatever. But it's just like, yeah, it's uh, I, the whole time you were talking about you had brought that up, Chris. I was thinking I was like, man, that new series of Transformers really falls into that because uh, like and I love the fact that they like they just flat out pointed out. It's just like. You know, you're both willing to destroy the planet essentially for for your belief, and you know some people are you know and and um, even though they do mainly show the two sides, there are other factions, and they try to make it show that they're just normal robots living on that planet, just just trying to live, just trying to get by. Like it's it's not it's not completely even. Everyone's not an Autobot. Everyone's not a Decepticon. It's just like, yeah. no, those are the warring factions, but everyone else is just like. Can I fucking yeah. get some energon and live? <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, that's a good one too. But yeah, uh, so yeah, if you haven't watched that series, it's on Netflix. Definitely check it out because it is fantastic. I just wish they would have gotten uh, Peter Cullen and and yeah. uh, mm. and who knows, maybe maybe they will later on. Down the Talking line. about bridging the gap. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, all right, Chris, what's your next one? Uh, along the same lines as you, Eugene, I went with the movie versions, but, um, Professor X and Magneto. Yes. (laughs) So they are, uh, two sides of the same coin. They're both mutants. They were once friends. They were allies. They were working towards the common goal, except their different life experiences made them see the cause very differently. And then that's when they split off because they thought they themselves were so right. Like, this is what we have to do and weren't willing to see the other person's side, even though they can, they have a common ground. Um, and they do, they want what's best for, for mutants. It's just one's going one way and the other is going the other way. And they are so they're stubborn because they're old men at this point. But um, yeah, if they could just come together <laughs> But Which the, is why Magneto is Magneto and the Joker are the two, and they're for completely the opposite reason. Are the two greatest villains in mm-hmm. comic book in the comic book universe, in my opinion. And it's because the Joker is just absolutely batshit crazy, doesn't yeah. care for anything, and just wants to see the world burn. And Magneto's exactly the opposite. He wants humans to die because humans are bullshit. And he's mm-hmm. like, nope, you had your chance. Y'all been shitty to us. <clears throat> Time for you to go. But yeah. I want what's best for mutants. And I was yeah. that's why I can get behind Magneto and be like, yeah, well, yeah. That's, yeah, that's <laughs> you the thing where they're coming you from. can see yeah. where both of them are coming from. And you can see that there is common ground there, except right now they're so far apart because they yeah. of things that have happened to them individually. But there's common ground there for them. I think. Oh, yeah. Because they've come together multiple times, especially when it's, hey, someone's about to attack the world. Well, I don't want all the mutants to die, so. Yeah. All right, Charles, what's the plan? That's why I get so frustrated. It's like, oh, but you were friends. Uh, (laughs) You understand each other. Why are you being bitches? (laughs) (laughs) And I like Magneto. I like the villains that I like are the villains that. I can see why they're doing what they're doing. Yeah. Like I can understand why Magneto thinks all humans need to go or at least be put underfoot because they've just wreaked havoc and they haven't, you know, they're destroying the planet and mutants are the natural next generation. So they, you know, you, you know, homo sapiens need to go. So I understand that, but well, even, even Thanos, right. I'm, I'm yeah. happy that they changed his reasoning to why, 
um, uh, why the like because in the comics Thanos just wanted to impress death. Yeah, where, that's where, which is a lousy reason. Don't that's do that. That's pretty pretty hard for love. Um, well, yeah, no, it, it was love, <laughs> but. Anyway, no, so I, I like the movie reason better. Yeah, I his, oh. the movie reasons really. Oh, that would have been a terrible movie it, if right? he'd <laughs> done it for death. Uh, Mistress like, Death, yeah. Like Hella? Sort of, yeah. Hella was also known as Mistress Death, but no. Oh, character she's a in, okay. yeah, in the in the comics. I was gonna say because we're getting off topic now. Sorry. <laughs> yes, <laughs> Professor X Magneto. That was my thing. Yeah. There you go. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like I said, and very seriously, that's that's why the Joker and Magneto are my two favorite villains. And like I said, it's completely different, completely different reasons because the Joker is just literally insane, and Magneto is like, no, I want to do what's. That's why. That's why the idea of having like Doctor Doom being the next one of the next big bads in the Marvel universe would be so exciting because. Yeah, he's got a big beef with the Fantastic Four, but on the side, he's like, no, I kind of have this country I'm looking out for, and I'm, I'm really trying to keep the people alive and do what's best for them. Y'all don't agree people, with what I'm doing, but... Yeah. And and they support him, too. And that's the thing, is, yeah, like, when they're like, hey, y'all are liberated, they're like, we didn't want y'all to do that. Like, nope. what? The, why, why did y'all go and do that? Like, we were okay. Yeah. Yeah. So... Uh, what's your next one, Ray? Uh, so I went with the Care Bears and No Heart. <laughs> <laughs> and nice. I, I found some co- I found some common ground with them. Okay. Uh, two things hit me. So uh, doing a little bit of research, uh, I found out that when Shrieky uh, screamed, uh, No Heart was didn't have the ability to stop it. He would turn into an animal. And he couldn't stop that. So I'm wondering if he, because he saw the Care Bears, and there's like lions and other stuff. So did he think that caring was animalistic? And did he think that if he was an animal, that he could, like, he was capable of of that caring and he didn't, he feared that, right? He just, he absolutely feared that other emotion that he wouldn't allow himself to feel. Where if you're scared of emotions, imagine that. So, and, and on the flip side, the Care Bears fear being angry. They fear being, you know, uh, mad and they don't really like being sad. And so maybe there's some common ground where they're fearing of the emotions that they don't understand. And you can kind of talk it out. This is clearly what, this is clearly the episode we need is for them to we need we need a couple of the care bears in particular like maybe grumpy bear and, and a couple of them. we need them to get in a bar mm. and have a few drinks and just start talking yeah just like just just like hammer it out and be like we're not so different man <laughs> they converted beastly on the show <laughs> beastly was there and he he kept saying he cared and so they just got to take it a step further and you know what no heart there's a little bit of care in there, and that's okay. This nice. whole argument there about the emotional like spectrum of it all gave me real hardcore lantern core vibes. Nice. Thinking of all the different uh, yeah. lanterns. There's a lot of them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just the next phase. 
I yeah. never would have compared the Lantern Corps to the Care Bears, but now that you've said it, I can't unmake <laughs> that connection. Like, <laughs> You're welcome. We have just introduced a whole new T-shirt line. I know, right? It <laughs> <laughs> would actually be fantastic to pick the different ones to do the different colors. Got to figure out how to do that mashup. Uh, <laughs> writing that down because that that is something we're gonna have to do in the future. Yeah. Um, Joseph, what's your next one? So, I actually, when I, when we first uh, said that we were gonna do this, I was going to try, I was gonna try and do this with a Batman and one of the three Jokers, but then I realized that uh, not everyone might be caught up on the comics to understand what I'd be talking about. Uh, That's fair, because it is, it is, yeah. Okay. So yeah. Uh, I, I scrapped that idea, but I do think that's something that would be interesting to talk about, because in the comic there is sort of a resolution. Uh, but uh, Really? Uh, yes. Uh, so, But what I eventually settled on was the Ninja Turtles and the Shredder. Oh, interesting. Oh, okay. Yes. Got the next one. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so the the Ninja Turtles and the Shredder, specifically a united front against Krang and his mm-hmm. army. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. Okay. You know, because the because uh, even now, like if if y'all are uh, uh, read or are caught up with the the Turtles comic, they need the help uh, because it has taken a very drastic turn. Uh, and it is very dark. Uh, so I think uniting with the foot uh, to stop Krang and, the, and his invasion would be a good a good thing. And uh, it's more of a uh, uh, enemy of my enemy kind of thing. Yeah, because right. yep. yeah. I don't know that they could ever find a true like coexistence on yeah. the ground. No. See, so I took this a different way, and. I, I'm taking this as uh, so a few or can't remember the episode that we did, but we had to. I, I think Shredder's just a misunderstood character. Okay. He is trying to take care of his own. Oh, it's so he is thing. he oh. is he is Robin Hood. He's a modern day Robin Hood. He's stealing <laughs> from corporations and he's giving it to his kids that have nothing, and he's just trying to help them out. And he's teaching him the them the only way that they know how to to you know survive in this world so if he could show the turtles that all it's really about is caring about these kids hmm. eh, maybe there's some common ground there that big old stretch <laughs> that's what i think I, I can definitely see them teaming up against Krang. Yeah, um, I can see the Krang yeah. thing. Yeah, <laughs> the other might take a little more work, but... I'm just saying. <laughs> I think he's a misunderstood character. Gotcha. Um, let's see here. Uh, the next one I had, uh, I mainly meant re- real world. Um, this, one's good. this one is interesting because it's um, this affects me every single day of the week. Well, at least at my job. Um, Mac versus PC. <laughs> All right. Well, so I'm gonna be I'm gonna be real serious serious with you. Um, yeah, Macs are more expensive, generally speaking. Granted, um, at my job, 
when we are purchasing computers, there used to be years ago a serious conversation of why would you buy the Mac because it's about a thousand dollars a piece when you can get a Dell for seven, six, seven hundred dollars. Um, my school district that I work for specifically goes with Dells or specifically goes with Macs. And I think that's why I still have an issue because, uh, way back when Dell was a great product, um, I used to recommend people get Dells. They were like, they held up. That is not the case. Their current cases, I, I feel like I, if I put enough pressure on it, I could put my finger through. It's the plastic is super cheap. Um, so I think my biggest problem is with when I say PC is specifically Dells because even on the price thing, like the current laptops that we purchase, if I go in and say, hey, I need to buy laptops for or even the desktops, all-in-one computers, they're about the same price. Like the price difference has gone away. And I do have some people who are interested in converting from one to the other, and they're like, well, what's the difference between Mac and PC? And there's still a lot of people that don't understand. They're like, well, what about Office? I'm like, no, Office is the same on both of them, and Chrome is the same. I'm like, to be honest with you, there are a few specific things you still need a a PC for, and there's a few specific things you need a, a Mac for, but for the most part, like... They are very similar. They act very similar. Um, I think my, like I said, my hang up and the reason I still make PC jokes is because, um, because, you know, someone will come in and be like, well, I've got a problem with my computer. Well, which do you have, a Mac or a Windows? Oh, it's a Windows. Well, that's why. That's why you have a problem. It's not, it's not necessarily Windows. It's because of the garbage computers that they're running on. Um, because I know people who have like an Avis or a, um, uh, I want to say Samsung, uh, but like you know, uh, uh, they have like you know a different computer, and they're like, no, it was great. I don't seem to have a problem with it. And so I'm just like, I, I really think it's the fact that because uh, because of my work, I'm so tainted. But like, liter- quite literally, we were just life cycled. All of our all of our staff members were life cycled with either Macs or Windows. And I've already had five teachers bring back their laptops and I've had to put them in for repair because most of them were when I try to use the camera, it's fuzzy. And it's because Dell used a very cheap uh, adhesive and the um, the frame on the top of the screen was pulling away just enough. It unfocuses the camera. If you put your finger next to it and you push down, the camera comes back in focus. That's not a Windows issue. That's a cheap-ass Dell issue. Um, so, you know, like I said, I still do kind of make those – I do still make those jokes. But uh, to be quite honest with you, like, most people can go in between a Mac and a PC and be perfectly fine. And it's just like, you know, what's the – why? And, and and this kind of comes down to the whole thing. Like, if you don't like the one one over the other, that's fine. Don't use it. Like – yeah. But when it really comes down to it, like most stuff is in the cloud now anyway. Like Office is the same on both. You can run Chrome and stuff on both. You can play most games on both. It's just there's a few specific things, but other than that, like yeah. stop stop your bitching. Just get you a computer and do work or have fun or do whatever you want to do with it. Yeah. Um but I know that's never that's never gonna happen. There's always going to be that 
that riff and i'm just like if you would seriously take like five minutes and go play with the other one you'd be like wow this is a lot like the other one yeah because they looked at it and went i like this i'm gonna steal this and incorporate this i mean apple's been doing it forever windows has been doing it forever it's just like whatever seems to work on the other one let's incorporate that now so anyway anything anyone want to add to that one (laughs) i miss those commercials no, I, do miss the commercials. So slow. <laughs> I love John Hodgman. Um, some of the books that he's written are really funny. Um, he kind of got really far in the last one that he did. The um, I think it's called This Is That Is All. Like there was uh, more information than you require, even more information, I think, than you require. And then the third one was That Is All. Like that is all the information that you require. So. Uh, but but pretty funny. Definitely, if you haven't listened to his books uh, or read his books, go check them out sometime. So, uh, Chris. Okay, so this is my last one. It's okay. a book. Uh, Harry Potter and Draco Malfoy. Ooh, okay. So for both of them, by the end, um, I think they they have a mutual respect for each other they don't they don't necessarily they realize they don't have to like each other or be friends but because they've been through so much together really that they have this respect to them because they both came into the school with a tremendous amount of pressure on them for Malfoy because his dad is a dick and put this incredible amount of pressure on him you have to be the best you have to be better than all the you know, the muggle-born kids, and if you're not, you're a disgrace, and you have to uphold our name, and then with Harry Potter being Harry Potter. And um, they were both trying to fight for their side, his being the Death Eater. Even though he didn't want to, I think Malfoy did it because he was told he was supposed to do it, and this was your, this is the family legacy you need to leave. I don't think he actually believed it close, like the older he got. He had less and less faith. And what his parents were saying to him, especially after the fifth book. Well, they're both living up to a huge, huge. Uh, expectation. Yeah. They're like, I can imagine them sitting, talking about sitting at a bar, talking to each other. Yeah. One's expected to be the chosen one. The other one's expected to be like the best version of Death Eaters. And like yeah. Voldemort's right hand man. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. like, yeah, I could I could see both of them sitting down like and understanding each other a little bit more afterwards. I was gonna go from the angle once again, sitting down at the bar of you think your parents were shitty to you? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Guess what my aunt and uncle made me yeah. fucking do? And then yeah. we're like, really? This, my parents did this shit. Like that's the conversation I see being yeah. had and hashing it out. Shitty raising. Yeah. <laughs> shitty raising, yep. Yeah. But they, I think under different circumstances they would have been friends because they you know, they're the same age. They if they weren't separated each other. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yep. Yeah. So uh, that's what I, I I always thought that you know, if Malfoy wasn't if they weren't set up from the beginning to hate each other. They both enjoyed Quidditch and they both wanted the same team to win at the at the uh, World Cup. Like mm-hmm. it's, there you go, sports. <laughs> sports. Sports. See, you know, it comes back to sports. <laughs> Does it? All right. <laughs> All right, Ray. What's your next one? Uh, the next one I'm gonna go with. Uh, again, I've got um, <laughs> animation. So uh, I went with Doctor Blight and uh, Captain Planet. And <laughs> 
<laughs> so Dr. Blight was all about uh, biochemical uh, biochemistry and making uh, life better by taking the resources of the earth and all that kind of stuff. Um, so she just wants to make life better. And Captain Planet just wants, you know, life to be better as well. So why not just focus her biochemistry into, uh, you know, not, um, renewable resources and, and, and that kind of thing. And then if you focus that, if you can focus her genius, and that's the thing is I was reading into a lot of these characters' backgrounds, and they're all listed as geniuses. Mm-hmm. So if they're, if they're a genius at something, then, then you should be able to talk some, like, get get a conversation going right so you would think you would think that that could be a thing i could understand if it's a lack of intelligence that may be separating you mm-hmm. maybe, maybe that but in this case uh yeah it was like just focus her biochemistry into renew- renewable resources and uh, you're set <laughs> that actually seems doable like you're right like if the the goal hasn't changed it's just Hey, let's just alter, you know, the the path just a little bit. I'm not saying change a goal. It's a good goal. Good goal. Great yep. goal. Yeah. Uh, let's just maybe um, cut down fewer trees, maybe or something, and maybe do a little more solar. Just saying. So. Yeah. Look at, and that's a perfect example. Okay, so biochemistry. Look at what the leaf is doing to tra- translate that into energy. And replicate that on a different scale and in a different form. And if you can use that to create your energy, like you're laughing, right? So yeah. yeah. And of course, ask for volunteers. You know, just <laughs> uh, let's not impose. Let's ask. <laughs> so. Lot more people with honey. Yep, that's right. <laughs> uh, Joseph, what else you got for us? Uh, so the last one I came up with was just a kind of general topic on some of the stuff we've already talked about, but Marvel and DC people. Oh, I wrote that one down too. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like no matter what, there are always going to be fans on either side that will never, ever see some common ground. And then there's going to be fans uh, like me that think both are cool because they're, they have interesting storylines on both sides. And, and, Yes, they're comic books. Yes, they're superheroes and villains and all that kind of stuff. But they're it's, trying to compare them is really apples to oranges because of the the way things are written and the way the characters are are, are done. And so I, I think it's more about uh, getting people to appreciate the art that goes behind it than the actual uh, like so and so stronger than so and so and so and so would win in a fight versus you know. Because you could have that argument all day, every day between those two uh, fan sets, and then throw in the anime pe- people and the, like the anime character. Goku could beat everybody, kind of thing, you know. <laughs> um, uh, so yeah, I think it's harder to bridge the gap, but if you can have people kind of approach it, like I said, like appreciating the art behind it and the, the art of the storytelling, I think that'll help. So there's two things I'm gonna add there. Uh, one is they have bridged the gap, and it's called Amalgam Comics. Oh, yes. here he goes. That, Amalgam Comics are great. Some of my favorites. Yes. Uh, the second one was, did you see the shade that Marvel threw at DC recently? No. So maybe. Marvel has introduced a new character that destroys 
universes. So multiple universes. So you know how we've got these multi-universes and stuff. So they've introduced a character that actually destroys all of them. And that's that's his whole thing. And they, they actually said his last one was this universe. And they described DC. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, I like that. <laughs> nice. It was it was good. <laughs> so I mean, yeah, I, yeah. Given the fact that, like, if you really look at the catalog of characters on both sides, there are duplicates. Of, oh yeah. Also. Oh, they copied straight out copied each other on a yeah. lot of them. Yeah. I mean, Deadpool was Deathstroke, and a satire of Deathstroke. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, there's a lot of characters where it's like, that's just this one. Yeah. <laughs> so. Maybe change one or two little things, and that's about it, yeah. So, no, I agree that that's definitely, if you wanted to try to bring people together, that would be the way to do it, would be to be, well, let's not necessarily look at the storylines. Let's look at the storytelling or, let, you know, the, the craft of it. Let's look at the art, because... It doesn't matter if you like Marvel or DC. Like, there's some badass artists out there, and you're just like, no, that was, yeah, I'm I'm clearly a Marvel guy, but that's a fucking fantastic cover for Batman. Like that yeah. shit looks yeah. awesome. So yeah, that would definitely be a, a way to go. Because that's the other thing. There are some artists that have done these long runs and and tend to stay with one company, but. Hell, even Stan Lee wrote for DC for a while. Like, it's like Mr. Marvel himself wrote for DC for a while. And everyone's excited about it because they're like, well, let's see what he can do on this side. And it's like, focus on focus on the artistry of it. Because when it comes down to it, that's that's the probably the coolest part of it. Yeah, we love the stories, but it's it's the artistry that brings those stories to life. So, And if you think about it, some of the most recognizable characters across all mediums come from those two uh, franchises, you know? Mm-hmm. Everyone fucking knows who Spider-Man is. Everyone mm-hmm. fucking knows who Batman is. Like, you don't... Superman. You, and and honestly, those two that I just picked, those are the ones we keep bitching about because they feel like, oh, well, we need to talk about the order. No. Everyone fucking knows how we got Spider-Man. Everyone knows how we got Batman. Very mm-hmm. similar in the way we don't need to hear it anymore. Let's oh. just go. Yeah. No more origin so, stories, please. Yeah, we don't need an origin story for those two guys anymore. We're good. Everybody knows this shit at this point. You, you know what would be an ultimate like troll on all Marvel fans? Would be if they incorporate all three Spider-Man into the next Spider-Man movie, if they do the origins for all three of them within the movie, you just see Uncle Ben die three times. Oh my god. I kind of want to see just, that just because of the way they brushed over it in in um Home, into the Spider Verse or into the Spider Verse, yeah, yeah. So because that was fantastic. <laughs> I enjoyed how they, I enjoyed how into the Spider Verse. They touched on that. All right, let's just do this one more time. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that was one of my favorite parts. Was you know, <laughs> but God, that movie was so good. That movie was so good. Yeah. Um, that's just like Sony. This, this is what we want right here, dude. Yeah. So. Um, speaking of the art, God, the the art in that movie was fantastic. The visuals were just like they had to oh, rewrite a bunch of software to do that. And the soundtrack too. The soundtrack yeah. was amazing. Yeah. Yep. Um, the one last thing that I had listed there, and of course we could go on and on and on about these. Uh, I had just one more I wanted to throw out there. Um, and 
I'm just gonna I'm gonna try to troll it a little bit. Xbox and PlayStation people. Oh, <laughs> I had a PlayStation two. I loved it. It was a great console. I never had an Xbox One. For whatever reason, when the next generation hit, I went with the 360, and I think it's because I had more friends playing on the 360. Um, now, granted, the PlayStation 3 had the whole Sony hack thing, which was a debacle. I mean, that was that was horrible for them. Um, but yeah, it, 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 they've kind of gone back and forth as to you know who's kind of got the better idea on the ways on kind of how to go with things or whatever. So. And and Cy, you know, our buddy Cy keeps constantly dealing with this. It's you know, anytime he says anything that's even slightly negative to whichever one, he's immediately accused of being, you know, a fanboy of the other one. Um, to the point, even he, even when he's like all hyped up about this retro console, he's they're like, I, I, it, it's crazy. Some of the the mm-hmm. gamers are just insane on on YouTube. But um, I'm just like, you know, part of me is just like, hey, just don't worry about it. Just play the games you want to play and just go get a switch and just everyone have fun. <laughs> just get, go get you animal crossing or Mario Kart and our fucking Mario 35 and, and Mario maker or whatever. And Zelda and just whatever, just like, just do you man. Like, and see, that's the thing. Like we, we kind of had that conversation on the, on the tech channel talking about if we were to get a new console and, the only thing that would make me think about getting a new console would be like a specific game or something. And if it was on both consoles, the only reason I'd go with an Xbox is just because, well, I've got a bunch of games invested on it. Other than that, and I do tend to like the controller a little bit more, but but other than that, like, whatever. Like, honestly, it would come down to, well, if especially if it was a game I was playing online, well, which one are y'all on? Because that's the big thing is... Which one are you on? Because that if you're if you're buying it to play solo, whatever. If you're buying it to play with your friends, you of course go with whichever one your your friends are on. So yeah, um, I'm uh, I'm struggling with that still. Like I, I shout out to you guys because uh, I I have played PlayStation. I had a PS1, PS2, jumped to 360 because that's where my buddies were, and then we didn't really play a lot, so I went back to the PlayStation. We had a PS3. And then got talked back into the Xbox One because other people were online. So I jumped back online, uh, had some fun with that. I still got the Xbox One. But, man, does that Miles Morales game look like a lot of fun. And it's only on PlayStation. So I, I miss playing the Spider-Man games. Yeah. it's. <laughs> I will never. <laughs> I am a PlayStation fanboy to, to, to my core. And but mm-hmm. I, more because of like what you said, uh, Eugene. I don't I don't play online multiplayer games. Super Mario 35 is the most that I, that I I done I've done, you know. So <laughs> like the the Miles Morales game, and then if you buy the deluxe version, uh, it's gonna come with the Spider-Man PS4, you know. So you'll have yep. the entire expanded game, you know. The new God of War, the new uh, Horizon Zero Dawn, Final Fantasy, like. I could just sit here and list. Uh, regardless of what you think of the systems, Sony is winning the exclusive title. They yes. are. Yeah, and that's what's really drawn me towards going back to a PlayStation because those are the games that I grew up with that I loved and I really had a good time with, like Final Fantasy and um, and God of War. That was 
such a great game when I when it first came out. So did you ever play the the one for PS4? No. Oh man, if you liked any of the first three, the PS4 game will make it. It would be like go uh, playing. Oh god, what it would be a really good example. It'd be like playing uh, your first the first time playing a video game, and then you're playing Pong on a TV with a broken screen. <laughs> that is how much better this new God like the storyline, all that kind of stuff, and that's cool. Uh, combat, everything, yeah. Yeah. Damn it. <laughs> so yeah. I'll, I'll tell you what, Ray. If, uh, if Elaine and I end up over, up there, I'm buying a PS5 no matter what. So if you're on the fence, <laughs> you, you play a couple games there and we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> so, but yeah, it's just like, you know, and, and like I said, our, our buddy Cy goes through this constantly. He's just like, just buy the system you want to play on and just shut up. Like, or, or or talk awesome about the game that you're playing and enjoy it, but don't right. feel like you have to beat anyone else down because you're not getting a paycheck from either company. Like Sony and, and Microsoft are not sending you extra money for browbeating the other one. Like they yeah. they want your money. That's all it boils down to. Mm-hmm. As long as you're giving it's them like, money, they don't care. My brother-in-law, he's an Xbox guy, uh, and we used to kind of take jabs at each other, but. Like the older we've gotten, he games completely different than I do. He is an online mm-hmm. you know, Fortnite, PUBG, Call of Duty, all, all those kind of things, uh, and I'm not. So there's the consoles that we have work for the style of games mm-hmm. we play. Right. And see, I you know I used to be a gamer. I'll be honest with you. I definitely have fallen into that level of quote unquote casual gamer. So I've got an Xbox One. I got it because I thought there were some games on there I was going to play, and I just never did. And I play my Switch more than anything else. And for casual gaming, that's it's fantastic. I I, I love the games that are on it. So, um, Ray, is there anything else you wanted to throw out there? I know Chris said you you didn't have any. Yeah, more. The, no, I don't have any more. The the last one that I had was uh, Sid uh, versus the toys <laughs> uh, from Toy Story. Oh Lord! There, there is some, there's some common ground here. Really? Yeah, yeah. It's called imagination, man. Oh God! <laughs> Come on, look, look, look. So the toys are all about having fun with kids, and you know, uh, and if Sid actually knew that these things were alive, and like, you saw how horrified he was when, like, he was terrified when these right. things came to life. So. And actually, you know, there's actually a redemption story in Toy Story 3 and Toy Story 2 where uh, he's the garbage man. And and he's he's actually put some of the toys that he found in the garbage up on the up on the uh, the dashboard. grill of the, and, and the dashboard and the stuff of the garbage truck. So he saved them in the way so that they can still have fun and they're still free rather than rotting into a, you know, so there's a redemption mm-hmm. story there. And I'm just thinking, you know, Look at how creative he was when he created those toys. He created some really interesting toys that were out of like bits and parts of other toys. So it's imagination, man. He, he's that's, got that's a need of therapy, honey. I was gonna say, but watching your buddy get ripped apart yeah. and find something else would kind of sour me on that. I don't know if I'm gonna quite follow <laughs> you down the road on this one. That's Just saying stretch. that I think if if he 
if he could sit down and talk with them and, and actually figure it all out, I, they'd be all right. And You're a beautiful man. <laughs> I like your outlook on life. <laughs> There's good in everyone. <laughs> trying. I'm trying. <laughs> good on you, man. Joseph, was there anything else you wanted to throw out there? Uh, no. I think all right. Yeah. Um, well, that is our episode for the month, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, let's go ahead and move on to our picks and pans. Would anyone like to go first? Sure. All right, Ray, what is a pick and or pan? I got to steal Mandalorian because I've been enjoying season one or season two so far. Mm-hmm. Um, it's that's been I, I think the hard one of the hardest parts for me, this whole COVID thing was no new content for so long. And I am really I really want Marvel and DC to just drop uh um, the Black Pan or Black Widow on Disney Plus, and I'll pay the thirty bucks. I don't care. <laughs> like, I just want them to start continuing the story. Be but, cheaper than what I would have paid probably at the movie theater, or about yeah. the same. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I I would do that. Uh, they're not gonna do it, and I, of course I want to watch that in the theater. But at the same time, it's like fuck, I just want to see this new stuff. So, because uh, this week we would have seen uh, Eternals, it would have been released. So, anyway. Wonder Woman would have come out last week. Yeah, yeah. So I'm really want some new content. So, so I'm glad Mandalorian's on uh, is has been released now. I can't wait for um, uh, WandaVision. It's coming out later this uh, later this year. So. Uh, yeah, looking forward to that kind of stuff. So uh, the other thing is we are prepped for winter before normally it, it yes! ends, which is nice. Yes, and by, by by prepped I mean our cars oh, have their winter yes. tires our on are... and our hose is off where there's no water in it. So like we're we're ahead of schedule on yes. that stuff, which normally we're oh shit, well, it's we been snowing for two weeks and we need the winter tires yeah. on. <laughs> <laughs> it hits out of nowhere usually. <laughs> So that's been kind of nice. Um, oh, so oh. <laughs> uh, prepping for Christmas has been a lot of fun, by the way. Uh, she says no. I'm actually getting excited for this I Christmas. Don't like Christmas. No, she doesn't like Christmas. But I'm getting excited for this Christmas because of uh, her and my plan. And I can't wait to execute that on Christmas Day. So. Sure. I don't know what you're talking about, but okay. <laughs> Presents. Oh, that. Yes. yes. Okay. So I got anyway. you. Now. And then Chris made me a new tube. I finally found a pattern that fits nice. his old head. That's been the battle, is finding something that fits his head. So I'm ready for winter. <laughs> nice. nice. That covers your ears. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, it's really uh, thick and warm and good to go. Good deal. And even her tag and everything's on it. So. <laughs> oh, you got a tag? I, nice. Oh, yes. <laughs> That's fantastic. Thank you. That's great. Uh, you wouldn't get to jump in here, Chris? Sure. I have a bunch. Okay. Um, so it's been a month. <laughs> it's been a month. Okay. <clears throat> so today we've been in our house for six months. And it's yeah. I love this house, so it's a big deal. I made so with Halloween, I have cut back a lot on sugar, on processed sugar, because it's not mm-hmm. good for my anxiety or my hormones. So I cut it back. Then Halloween hit, and because it's COVID too, I was like, fuck it. So for a whole week, I ate chocolate bars and felt really sick. 
So I found a recipe for chocolate bars. They're called Honey Mama Chocolate Bars, and it's like... If you've ever eaten an Eat More, an eat it's more similar to that. So there's no refined sugar in it. It's just honey. So they're yeah. really good. So I made that. Everybody in the house likes them, so that's usually a huge win when I can get all four of us to eat them. Sometimes, most of the time, it's the three of us or half of us or somebody doesn't like it so everybody in the house likes it mandalorian season two we watched episode two today i love it i love baby yoda and i want him to be real (sighs) i need him to be real like my ovaries my squeeze when i see him i get very (laughs) and i see him um we started watching a new show called his dark materials which is pretty good oh yeah i forgot about that yeah we're about halfway through on a on a book series by Philip Pullman, I think his name is. I might have gotten his last name wrong. Um, and it's a trilogy, but it's really good. It's got like Ruth Wilson in it, James McAvoy, um, Daphne. Nope, I'm going to forget her last name. She played Laura in Logan. Um, and then. Yeah, she's X23. Yes, she's X23. Okay. Uh, and then we went to the thrift store today. Half my, war- my wardrobe is pretty split between. Um, thrifted clothes and new clothes so I got two sweaters and a dress so that was fun for $25 (laughs) and then then my pan is uh, yesterday uh, Johnny Depp released a statement that he is going to be stepping down from his role as Grindelwald in the Fantastic Beast series because of the ruling out of the UK that the son, the their tabloid there, the son called him a wife beater. Called him a wife beater, so he filed a lawsuit, and the judge ruled that they were allowed, allowed to call him that. They're allowed to call him that. So Warner Brothers asked him to step down, and he said yes, that he would, but he's going to appeal it. So I am very sad about that because there's a lot that went down in that whole relationship. That yeah, there's definitely more to the story than what's been released. So. Yes. So mm-hmm. needs to say. I won't be watching anything with Amber Heard in it. Come at me. I don't care. Um, and I will be probably not watching the new Fantastic Beast movie because of it. I don't know yet. I haven't fully decided uh, on you that. probably will. I might not go. The, I might the, not. It's the storyline and the yeah. characters. May, you may not go to the theater I might for not it, go to the theater but you'll eventually it. watch it. Yeah. Gotcha. But, yeah, it was just – it's a long – long drawn out pile of bullshit is what it is in my opinion and i'm not the only one who thinks that so gotcha uh joseph pick your pan uh so i have a couple uh pick wise <laughs> elaine has made fun of me all day for, <laughs> for this uh got an email uh from old navy this morning their pajamas were uh five dollars so we ran to Old Navy and we bought matching <laughs> pairs of pajamas. Oh, nice. Yay. <laughs> uh, so that, that's one of them. Uh, and then, like I was talking about earlier, getting on the exercise bike has been boring. So setting up the punching bag and teaching Elaine how to box is going to be a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, the pants. Um, I guess I, I, I'm kind of stealing from, from Ray. Uh, I, I need something new. Something else, a new show to watch. Uh, this whole waiting till every Friday is for the birds, uh, you know. So uh, I did see. I don't want to pay for the extra membership or whatever, but I did see that on Amazon Prime. Do y'all remember the show MXC or Takeshi's Castle? 
Yes. Mm. It is on Amazon Prime now, but you have to have the whatever. Oh, the it's extra. Like an, it, it's an extra membership, like an extra oh, like six or seven yeah. bucks. The uh, yeah. yeah. I was like, I I loved that show. You can find clips of it on YouTube, but that all the seasons are there on Amazon Prime. Oh wow, that is a lot too. I bet. Yeah. Um. Hmm. That's interesting because my boys, I'm sure, would enjoy watching that. We, we uh, Joseph and I have had that conversation of how much would the the boys enjoy watching people get the crap beat out of them trying to go through these things. So, um, I have a couple of, of quick uh, picks. Uh, the first one is um the most expensive of them. Uh, so I don't know if I mentioned this on the show or not. I pulled the trigger on this about a month or so ago. Um, I have started, there's a company called Eagle Moss. Uh, they have a diff, uh, they have a different name, I think in either the UK or in Canada, but you can, I know you can get the stuff there as well. Anyway, they sell, um, high end, uh, collectibles. Um, and one of the things that they have is a, uh, builder's club and you can build, um, like super detailed models and in ba- what you do is every month they send you a pack a, a package that has parts in it and you follow these really super detailed instructions on how to do it and i started building the ecto-1 from ghostbusters and it, it it's it's running me about 60 dollars a month so it's not super it's not too too bad uh but i mean it's still a nice little hefty chunk of money um and it's going to take months and months and months. So by the time it's all done, it's going to cost me probably a couple thousand dollars um, or at least over a thousand dollars. But uh, I will have this three foot Ecto and it will have lights and sound and it will be absolutely fantastic. Uh, and they send you some extra stuff from time to time. And like if you're watching the video version, I'm holding up. It's pretty thin metal. And of course, I can't really use it, but it is literally a, a replica of the uh, of the license plate from the Ecto. And it looks fantastic. I can't wait to, wait to hang that on the wall. Um, they also have a DeLorean and uh, it's man. Go look up Eagle Moss DeLorean or go look up Eagle Moss um, uh, Ecto-1, and you can find tons of build videos. In fact, Adam Savage is doing a build video on the Ecto, but he's taking the time to uh, paint his as he's going along. So, like, whereas – I'll go ahead and pull it out here real quick. So as, like, the motor that I'm currently showing – and this thing is huge, and it's it's heavy as hell – uh, whereas my motor is going to look brand new and, and nice and shiny and it's blue and black and, and silver and stuff. His actually looks like a working motor. Like it's black, it's dingy. It looks, but that's Adam Savage. Like he's yeah. fucking fantastic. That's true. That's true, man. Yeah. Um, yeah. So if, if you ever get a chance, go look up tested and you can look at the videos that he's done on that. Uh, my second one is, uh, if you are a fan of Rick and Morty, uh, there's a series on Hulu called solar opposites. Oh, that's a and, great show. And it is very much of the vein of Rick and Morty. Um, you can tell um, – uh, oh, what's his name? Not uh, – is it Justin Ryland? Is it Roland? Uh, one of the two guys. Um, you can definitely tell it, it. it's it's him going off the deep end without quite, you know, kind of being pulled back as much because some of the stuff that they're coming up with is just insane. Uh, but it's fun. It's a fun show. If you have access to Hulu, check it out. Um, 
it's about the these these four aliens that land on Earth. Uh, well, five technically, including the the baby. And um, it's just them trying to get used to to Earth Earth situations or whatever. And it's it's funny as hell. Uh, definitely not for the kids though. Mm-hmm. Um, and speaking not for the kids. So last night, um, I have AT and T as my phone service, and as a result, I have access to HBO Plus or HBO Max, which I finally got logged into, and I watched a few things on it. And they have started moving all of the uh, Warner Brothers slash DC stuff on there. So last night. Uh, after the kids went to bed and Christy was tired, so she started going to bed, I pulled out the laptop and I was working on my Ecto, and I fired up this little series called Harley Quinn. <laughs> oh my god, it is fantastic. Oh, yeah. um, it is definitely not for the kids. Like Number one, there's a ton of gore. They are throwing the F-bomb constantly. Um, it is very raunchy, but it is also... The characterizations are hilarious. Like so, the 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 core idea of it is is, um, the Joker has you know promised Harley I'll get you out of Arkham, and she's finally coming to the realization over the series that the Joker's not good for her, so she's gonna go out and be her own woman. So like she sets her sights on be- getting into, uh, the Legion of Doom, but the characterization of some of them are just hilarious. Like Bane is just talks like this and he's an idiot and it got it's so funny um if you have not watched the harley quinn series and you like playing in that version of the dc universe it's fantastic um it, it's just funny as hell and they do pick like some very minute characters to kind of pull out and, and make kind of main characters and stuff so um but like it's it's her and like um um ivy is constantly just like you know i love you i will always i will always back your play but god you're an idiot like (laughs) why do you keep going back to the joker you are a moron (laughs) so um but yeah it's it's it is a fantastic show and just uh it, it plays very much like an adult version of super friends because that's that's kind of the, like literally the Legion of Doom has a building looks like it used to. But instead of being out in a swamp, like it's in the fucking middle of a city, like all of the bad guys live in this big building, in the fucking middle of the city. It's like, why would you just not nuke this building and be done with it? But whatever, because <laughs> um, it's like they're a corporation or whatever. So uh, but yeah, it's it's funny. It's crazy. Uh, if you have a chance, go check it out. Uh, that is one of the things about. Uh, COVID is we're not getting a lot of live action stuff, but a lot of the animation stuff is still cranking out. So, um, yeah. All right. Well, that is our show for the month, ladies and gentlemen. If you would, please give us a five star rating on iTunes, uh, Google Stitcher. I mean, we're pretty much everywhere you can find a podcast. Um, we'd love to hear it. Also, check out our other shows. Uh, we have the Marginally Geeky Show. Uh, we kind of skipped this last month because a couple of our members were having a hard time. We've had a lot of stuff going on. Yes. Uh, had a hard time trying to finish the last book. It, it's a it, it's an important book because we've had the author on. We wanted to make sure everyone got a chance to read it. So uh, we should be recording that, I think, next week. And that is uh, we're going to be reading uh, the Bobberverse book for uh, Heaven's River. Uh, so if, you, if you're if you into books, check out our, our Marginally Geeky show. If you are a creative type, check out our Creatively Geeky show where we talk about uh, making things like – the ups and downs, what we're, you know, just kind of the creative process. Uh, and then, of course, we have Sustainability Geeky. That is Jennifer's uh, primary show where her and Chris uh, do some really good interviews with 
I, I, don't, I still don't know how she gets some of the, the people uh, she's gotten. No, oh. I don't how either. There's been some big people. We did a show on Wednesday. Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Wednesday. And yeah, so uh, you know, if you want to, if you learn, want to learn more about becoming a, a sustainable, eco-friendly person, that's definitely the show for you. So, um, and of course, you can find us at Epically Geeky on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Ray, where can we find you online? Someday you'll see another uh, show of procrastinators too. So, <laughs> yes, that's true. <laughs> maybe after this this new uh, was it an Amiga console launches? Maybe maybe that'll happen. So. It'll happen. In, it'll happen next year. There you go. <laughs> yeah, we'll commit to next year. That works. <laughs> uh, other than that, uh, look me up on Instagram, uh, the Reluctant Yeti. Um, I haven't posted a ton today, although I posted somebody's uh, brand new um, meme that was created today. So that was uh, that was fun. Uh, <laughs> yeah, go take a look at that. And yeah, good deal. Chris, where can we find you online? Uh, you can find me here on Marginally Geeky, which I'm almost in the book. I think I have like five, four or five more hours to go. So I'll be ready by next week on Creatively Geeky and Sustainably Geeky. We just did a show on Wednesday with two wonderful people um, who have actually were fans of the show and asked to be in and asked to be on. So we were sort of doing this dual podcasting, which was pretty cool. Wow, Uh, that's cool. Yeah, it was very awesome. And then on Instagram at Witchy Time Traveler, it's a private account, but you never know. I might accept the request so <laughs> i might let you in my life i might <laughs> <laughs> uh joseph where can we find you online uh on all the places just google my name i'm the only one that exists so i'm easy to find good deal <laughs> and you as always you can follow my individual wacky adventure online at optimus chain on facebook instagram and twitter for everyone on the site have a good night This has been a presentation of the Epically Geeky Network. 